You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Oh, hey, Murph. Hey, 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 AP. Murph, I know we only live a couple of hours apart, but are you getting that smoky air from the wildfire up north like we are here? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Totally, yes. It kind of gives me like a lower voice because it's stuck in my throat. <laughs> and so maybe I have like a better podcast voice. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> but here in eastern Iowa, um, the air quality report considers it like very unhealthy for the last few days. Yeah. So much so that I decided to cancel my weekly uh, bike club ride last night. Wow. And I, I mean, who's ever, I've never had to do that. It's even when you're traveling, they still have Wednesday night bike club. So that's notable for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to avoid going outside, which is really difficult because it's biking activity, biking season. And I know um, I just, I walk my dogs every day and I really feel it. We've been unfortunately taking shorter walks as we've been dealing with this wildfire. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I read somewhere, talk about crazy. I read somewhere that breathing this level of smoky air in is like smoking seven cigarettes a day. Wow. And that exceeds the number of cigarettes I have smoked in my lifetime. Like, <laughs> yeah, same here. I know. <laughs> explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this confirms that I don't ever want to be a smoker. So yeah, I think I could easily sign that pledge because this is crappy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopefully it clears up soon and we can just all go back to riding bikes and walking dogs and breathing air like normal. I know. And just being able to see the sunshine and all of that good stuff. So, yeah. but speaking of bike rides today, we are catching up with our good friend, Jason Carolyn from Flexential to talk about his experience at the recent Ride the Rockies bike event. That's right. And Jason's also from Decora. So he's a fellow Iowan. So yes. we love that about him. Um, and man, it seems like so long ago, but Ride the Rockies was actually just only a couple weeks ago. It, it's an event in Colorado that uh, we run as a part of the Ragbri organization as part of our um, stable of bike rides. Uh, so yeah, it just only happened a couple weeks ago. I know, it's crazy. Should we, maybe we should give a little bit of history on Ride the Rockies before we chat with Jason? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So in 1986, the Denver Post created the Ride the Rockies Bicycle Tour. Uh, so that is kind of along the same lines as how Ragbri started as a part of a newspaper, as an event that they uh, created to just kind of do a little bit more with the community. So mm -hmm. at that time, over 1,500 riders came from all over the country to participate in a six-day cross-state tour. So at that time, it was cross-state. Now, it's been all sorts mm -hmm. of different things over the years, and this year it was a big loop, so it's a little different this year, but it always goes through the Rocky Mountains, and back then the tour was an immediate success, and the rides continued to this day, and I'll say as seeing the ride, it's obvious as to why it was a success and why people want to come back year after year and ride it, because the Rocky Mountains are so cool. It's just incredible yes. to get to ride yes. through them and experience that, so... Um, cyclists then and now represent all 50 states and several foreign countries so people really show up from all over the world to ride this ride 
Right. And I think it's been mentioned before on this podcast, but the whole concept of Ride the Rockies happened because it was either a journalist or a reporter, somebody from the Post, that went to Iowa to ride Ragbri and decided, I'm going to take this back to Colorado and see if it works. And we all know it worked. It worked. And yeah, so Ride the Rockies is kind of like Ragbri in that it's a multi-day event. If you ride the prologue, which is sort of like a VIP event at the first day, it is seven days, just like Ragbri. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big difference is obviously the terrain. Um, I don't think you'd call them rollers like we have in <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> You're right. They have real, real mountains, like with super long, slow climbs and also some pretty darn fast descents. Yeah. I did. Okay. So here's funny. One of the days this year, I noticed the riders were doing the exact same or really close to the same elevation as we will do Thursday of Ragbri when we ride from Des Moines to Tama Toledo. Um, it's just over 4,000 feet of elevation gain. Yeah, yeah. But in Colorado, it was one long climb and only <laughs> half the miles that we'll do. So don't don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, there are no mountains in Iowa, but, but no. the rollers are significant. So no. get yeah. ready. I, it, yeah. Before I went to ride the Rockies, I would have called them mountain-like. But now that I've experienced Ride the Rockies, I would say they're not even close. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you and I got to be part of the crew uh, when we went to Ride the Rockies. And it was like just amazing to watch all the riders, you know, gear down and pedal up mountains for hours and hours. Yes. It was so inspiring. I know I don't want to get into it too much before we got Jason on the line, but it was crazy how you and I were in a car together sort of spotting the riders and mm-hmm. we would be like, okay, as soon as we get to the top, we're going to pull off and take pictures. Okay. As soon as we get to the top, but every, around every curve, the mountain keeps going and going <laughs> and going. And those riders were so strong. Like they just stuck with it. They just ground through it, got up that mountain. Yeah. yeah. And we were very lucky. I mean, along with beautiful views and helping out the riders, um, we even got to ride a short segment And um, being at high altitude is quite noticeable to our uh, gentle, no, our, what's the right word? Delicate. Our our delicate (laughs) Iowa lungs. Yeah, totally. Uh, We were laughing a lot about how we just, we had just done the pre-ride riding across Iowa. So we were in great shape, but we had to stop and catch our breath just doing things like walking up the stairs, like a short flight of stairs. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our interview with Jason. Uh, He got to ride it and experience it all. Um, So let's, let's talk to Jason. Yeah, let's do it. So, and like I said, Jason's an Iowa native and he'll be joining us on Ragbri as well. So um, he knows all about cycling and the cycling culture of both rides. And now he lives in Colorado, so he is well adjusted to the elevation so he can speak to the ride like a true pro. For sure. All right, here's our interview with Jason Carolyn. All right, a big welcome to Jason Carolyn from Flexential and also a longtime Ride the Rockies rider. Hey guys, how's it going? Great Good. to be here. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. I just wanted to say real quick, uh, this is a Ride the Rockies wrap-up podcast or like a recap of what happened during the week. And the director, Sabra Nagel, really wanted to be on the podcast with us today, but she's got a lot going on yeah. to wrap up the ride with the business side of things. So we'll check in with her later. So I just wanted to acknowledge that she wanted to be here with us today, but just can't time-wise. So we'll check in with her soon. Yes. And so, you know, Jason volunteered. And so here you are, Jason. Thank you so much. 
thanks, Murph. I didn't realize I had such big shoes to fill. But, um, um, well, before we get into kind of a little bit about Ride the Rockies, you know, AP and I already talked about the history of it and all that good stuff. But before we get your take on it, Jason, tell the listeners where you live and maybe a little bit about the cycling culture there. Sure. I live in Denver, Colorado, and um, I was trying to think back how many times I've done Ride the Rockies, but it's been, been quite a few. Um, but, you know, the cycling culture in Colorado is, is and I grew up in Iowa, uh, so I compare and contrast a bit. Uh, there's there's fewer towns and, and cities here than Iowa, so yeah. um, you're doing events that are much more stretched out, you know, typically, and certainly the climbing is, you know, real, real I wouldn't say real climbing, that's not, the, not what I mean, but, uh, you know, certainly more of a challenge, perhaps, just because you're dealing with altitude, and when you're dealing with altitude, you're dealing with less oxygen, mm-hmm. so... Um, different challenges just um but yeah no it's it's great you know gravel the gravel scene here is really taking off it's a little bit harder in denver proper to find good gravel but always has been a very mountain bike centric um state as well but uh yeah no it's it's great riding here in colorado and what's your favorite style of cycling like are you mostly road are you mostly gravel or mountain biking yeah, you know, I'm one of those that really prefers just to leave my house and ride. Um, <laughs> so that makes me mostly a roadie. Yeah. Um, but I do gravel from time to time. I, I joke that I'm just not technically capable of mountain biking. So um, it just does not work with me. My my kids and my wife are far, far better mountain bikers than I will ever be. And this is, you know, somebody that puts in, you know, thousands of road miles a, a year. So kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm the same way where I like to just leave my front door on my bike and go. But luckily here in Iowa, at least where I live, you know, there's gravel within a mile. There's road. And actually we have, um, you know, we call it mountain biking. It's single track, you know, a little bit of elevation here and there. But we have that, too, within, you know, a mile of my house. So that part's awesome. That's awesome. I grew up in Decorah, and, and certainly there's a, a pretty big mountain biking scene over over there, too. Mm-hmm. So, totally get that. I thought that was a really interesting comment that it is true that Colorado has fewer towns than Iowa because you think of Iowa as being so rural and there's nobody that lives here, quote unquote, and like they're just, it's so sparsely populated. But then actually, there are more towns in Iowa when you think about it because, right, the Rockies will have like a pastor town <laughs> per day. As opposed to Gregory, where you'd have three or four. So anyway, I just yeah. thought that as the Iowan, I thought that was a really interesting, insightful comment. Yeah, it creates. I mean, it's it's far more work for somebody like Sabra to to put a, an event on like that here, just because you have to go create your own aid stations and stops and and deal yeah. with safety factors that aren't you know as as prominent perhaps back there, but. Um, you know, certainly the weather is, is more dynamic in, in any of our states at this point. So I know, you know, we're dealing with some craziness, which affected Ride the Rockies. And it sounds like you guys have some continued craziness there with uh, fires and things like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's an understatement. I mean, Ride the Rockies was definitely affected by weather this year, which uh, we want to get into. Um, and I think that we made it clear in the intro that AP and I were there as part of Ride the Rockies crew. And we did mention we got to ride a tiny bit, and we got to do it with you, Jason. No, it was great. And actually, 
you know, of all the places we could have ridden, it, it felt like Iowa, right? It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was green. The, the grass was as tall, as tall as the cows and uh, there was a little bit of wind and kind of cloudy and very humid, which, you know, as I reflect in my time growing up there and certainly with Ragbri seems to be a, a pretty current state uh, for the most part. Yeah. yeah and, it fits the bill. And I, if I remember right, AP helped me out here. I don't think we could actually see mountains when we were riding that day. We, there were mountains there. I think it was just kind of rainy that day. But yeah. I have been enjoying telling people that I rode the Rockies, even though it was <laughs> so flat. <laughs> there were no riding on mountains involved in the piece we did, but <laughs> they don't have to know. Yeah, no, that's right. I, that's would, right. I would call it Iowa, it was Iowa style rollers. Uh, it wasn't yeah. flat. It yeah, flat absolutely. Yeah. And it, it was at higher elevation than I am used to, so I get credit for that, too. <laughs> absolutely. But, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. No, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Let's get yeah. into the whole week of Ride the Rockies. Um, I, I know we've had you on the podcast in the past, Jason, to talk about Ride the Rockies, but what are you at as far as how many times you've done the ride? Well, I've sort of lost track, you know, just as we were as we were chatting before. Um, I know I officially hit the 10 mark um, a couple years ago, mm. and my wife reminds me I probably have been out on Ride the Rockies for at least a, a half a year of my of my life. So somewhere <laughs> probably in the in the eleven or twelve or thirteen times I would I would say, but pretty regularly over the course of the last ten years or so as Flex Central and Via West has been um, you know officially part of the ride. So that's been great. Yeah. Do you wanna uh, briefly touch on what Flex Central is? Sure. So we're we're based in Colorado and actually have a, a dual headquarters in Charlotte, North Carolina as well. But uh, we build and, and operate data centers as our primary business. So we build um, big 30, 40 megawatt facilities that house um, computer servers and storage mm-hmm. for um, kind of the Fortune 1000 and hyper hyperscale and social media companies and things like that. Um, and then we, we operate network services and, and cloud services on, on those customers' behalf as well. But we're, we're in about 20, 20 states in the, in the U.S., really focused on the U.S., but probably the closest one to, to Iowa is a facility we have up in Chaska, um, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Hmm. And the cool thing about Flexential is uh, the only uh, connection to biking to Flexential is you and then also a lot of the people that work for you are also big into riding is that correct well we bring about 15 or so every every year to the event um really focused around the prologue so um i have that extra day to make sure i can you know my wife can really count how many days i'm (laughs) i'm gone so you know we bring a bunch of folks for the prologue really focus on on that it's a great introduction to the ride just because you don't have um, you know, 1,500 or 2,000 people, you've got, you know, 50 to 75, which just creates a much more intimate uh, experience. And, um, and that, you know, 15 is, is a combination of customers, um, prospects of ours, employees, but also some great partners like Peak Resources and um, Arista and, and others that have supported us over the years to be able to bring, you know, customers, employees together. So that's a great, a great event. Uh, besides, uh, Ride the Rockies, you know, we've sponsored the Pro Challenge in the past, the mm-hmm. Colorado Classic, um, both the men's and the women's side of that. Um, the Courage Classic this year is another event that we're, that we're sponsoring as well. So we, you know, we, for us, it's really about giving back to the communities and it's just a great way um, to do that rather than, you know, maybe setting up some golf event or something like that, just because mm-hmm. there are folks that like to ride bikes instead of play golf, there's people that like to do both. So, yeah. yeah. Well, those are some really cool events too. 
Uh, okay, so let's talk about Ride the Rockies this year. We had, obviously we did the prologue. Uh, the standard route was supposed to be 308 miles and 27,000 feet of climb. Um, overall, now let's, all the weather incidents excluded, what did you think about the route this year? I love the route. I think it, it um, when you get the route closer to the front range, it, it brings up the participation numbers. It makes logistics easier. Mm -hmm. um, I think everybody was super excited about Trail Ridge Road, which I'll, maybe I'll get to that once we kind of get, get to that point. Um, but yeah, the route was great. You know, I think riding in four columns and, and that area just also is quite different than perhaps riding in ski areas or the 70 corridor or even down in the southwest it just feels like you're in a different part of the state which i think is also a great appeal there's great breweries in fort collins there's great support from the community there so um yeah i thought the route was was really pretty nice and that's not to say all the other uh towns that we were in were, were not great too i think for the most part every, everybody really stepped up and it was great to great to be there not to mention the beauty which i know you know jason you live in colorado so you see that every day but I think when AP and I were driving on the route we'd come around a corner and be like oh my gosh look at how beautiful that is <laughs> and then a mile later we'd be like oh my gosh pull over we have to take a photo so <laughs> it was just non-stop for us well and I think that's the that's the beauty of it I, I mean I probably have experienced more of Colorado on my bike than I have in a car yeah, um, yeah. just because I've done it so many times and it gives you such a unique perspective because when you're you know flying down the road at 60 miles an hour you're not taking time to kind of look and see and, and experience it which I think on the bike especially when you're suffering you know 27,000 <laughs> feet of climbing it, you got some time to sort of think about things and see things in a different way yeah absolutely and knowing you know 308 miles was the original route plan um, it doesn't seem like that many miles, but when you're doing 27,000 feet of climb, it's certainly, just like you mentioned, you know, when you're going eight miles an hour up a hill instead of, you know, your normal, whatever you go, Jason, I'm going to guess 25 miles per hour on your bike because you're so speedy, but it's just a whole different experience when you're taking it so slow. Yeah, well, I wish I could go do hills at 25 miles an hour, but and appreciate that, but no, not quite. Um, you know, I'm looking at I've I got a poster on my wall at my office today, um, actually overlooking the Rockies, um, and I've got a poster on my wall. It's it's from 21, and it was 418 miles. It's 28,000 feet of climbing. Oh wow! So that gives you a good sense of of the of of the climbing part of this was a typical ride to Rockies. Yeah. Um, it's always you know roughly around 30,000 feet of climbing. Um, without the prologue and but what what was different was it was short right so the 300 yeah. miles 308 miles makes it just a little bit more accessible to people the time on the bike isn't quite as long which i think helps um helps a lot of people it actually helps a lot of logistics too it helps um people with e-bikes manage their e-bike batteries better i mean it just makes everything a little bit more simple which i think really does support the ride better and and hopefully brings more people out sure and I think, okay, so we need to get into some of the natural uh, occurrences that happened. And I'm speaking of weather and rock slides, which, <laughs> you know, maybe being in Colorado and on your bike, it's, it might be something that's a little bit more normal than maybe AP and I think about. Like, but you mentioned um, like Trail Ridge Road and, and reaching that summit. Um, unfortunately, that didn't get to happen this year. And I don't know if... AP, if you want to kind of address why? 
Yeah. Okay. So first of all, for those of you who aren't familiar with Colorado, Trail Ridge Road is a famous road in Colorado that goes through Rocky Mountain National Park. So that day we were supposed to ride through that road in the park and it was supposed to be sort of the crown jewel of the ride and like such a it's such a gorgeous unforgettable place to ride yeah. your bike through and there was a massive snowstorm that's just the the only way to say it there was just so much weather it was so cold and it just was not the conditions that even the toughest cyclist would really want to cycle well maybe the toughest cyclist would want to ride through but certainly none of us were really prepared for that either to support the riders or with the right gear or the right equipment it just was not going to happen so we had to change gears and we had to go around and do a totally different plan for that day yeah that was that was a crazy day yeah who thinks about or maybe i don't thinking about having a blizzard in june you know, at the top of a mountain pass. But I guess, you know, when you're way up at that high, things like that happen. And I think, Jason, you were telling us when we were hanging out one night that this has happened before when a, a weather incident occurs mid-ride. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting this year because I, I was thinking about this before when the, when the route was announced. I had, you know, out of, let's call it 150 days on the ride, I probably have had really three or four weather events um and you know two of them rain and, and not really major one being uh, probably the most major was um shutting down uh birthed path in the winter park mm-hmm. um which you know we actually we rode that the opposite way this year and so when i was thinking about the route i'm like well the other weather event i had was not being able to go over trailroads road and i think that was in 2005 Mm. And back then they didn't announce the closure until the morning of. And so we were all ready to go at breakfast and, and we get the news that we're not going anywhere, um, which was super disappointing and, and required, you know, very challenging logistics to move uh, kind of very quickly a bunch of people around mm-hmm. the front range and back up the other side. So what I was thinking about though, was like, Holy, Holy crap. Like the, Trail Ridge and Berthed Path are occurring on the same ride. <laughs> so, like, either either this is going to go really well or, or really poorly. And I think, I think, and I'll ramble for just a second, but I, I think um, everybody appreciated the call to not do Trail Ridge Road. I drove over Trail Ridge Road that next morning. There was a couple of people going up. Um, I had heard a couple of people uh, were able to get rides down. There's no way you could have or would have or, or safely could have descended that. Mm. Um, it was just, uh, it was white out conditions with a snow wall on the top, um, and pavement very wet, you know, 30, 32 ish, 33 degrees. I mean, just so completely unsafe. There's no way wow. you could have a number of cyclists up there. Um, yeah. so I think, you know, the right call in making it the night before allowed really a set of options to go into place because we were pretty bummed out in 2005 that we didn't get to ride that day. And so big kudos to, you know, Venture Endurance and Sabre and the team of finding an alternative where people could at least get on their bikes and, you know, Mm -hmm. cut a little bit of the shuttle time off and and just the amount of effort that went into moving bikes carefully, um, I've never seen before. So, you know, hats off to to the team on on making it, you know, a a day that that was still a great day versus maybe just a really crappy day. And I think I think the Trail Ridge announcement and, and the following day was sort of like a, a big mental challenge for folks like I, you mm-hmm. could just sort of feel it 
in the group that, you know, oh, we're not going to do Trail Ridge. And it really sucks because that was the whole reason why we, you know, signed up to do this. It was the mm-hmm. Queen stage to your point. But then I think once people pivoted, I think the ride went went super well afterwards. And I think, you know, overall, it, it felt like everything executed, you know, really well. So I think lots of great feedback for the most part. But then we had, you know, the rock slide and the detour coming back. And yeah, it is kind of like Colorado. If you don't like the weather, just wait a little bit. But, you know, we, we, um, we've been seeing this pattern over the last couple of years where just the, the violence, the, the violence of the storms themselves has been ratcheting up, which, you know, does put some extra risks on the, the riders and the, the planning. Mm-hmm. So a uh, super quick story, and then I'll let AP talk a little bit more about it. So we, um, AP and I flew in a couple days into the ride because we were back in Iowa doing the, the route inspection ride. So we missed the first, like the prologue that you mentioned, Jason. But so we arrived, and then early that morning, we were sent on a mission to go get a bunch of ratchet straps, which I'll have AP explain what the ratchet straps were for. So we're in this vehicle, a rental vehicle, we have our Google Maps on, and we're just, you know, chit-chatting that morning. And then all of a sudden, the my phone says, uh, rock slide ahead, road closed, no alternate route. And we both look at each other like, what? There's no way. There's no way that they just, well, sorry, we don't have another way around. Is so we, like, we kind of <laughs> laughed about it and then, you know, tried to, you know, of course, we did had didn't have any service wherever we were. So we're like, well, I guess we'll just turn around and figure out an alternative way, which ended up being like hours to get back to our original where we started from and then to do, a, a, you know, a, a go around to get to our location. But I was like, how can you live like this? But I guess that's Colorado. <laughs> It was the most Colorado notification that I've ever received. <laughs> so anyway, well, uh, what's weird too is like we we I mean we had a tornado here last week on the west side of Denver, which it never happens. So yeah, I know it's just a little bit crazy for sure. Wow. That's a, that's an Iowa notification to have a tornado. So <laughs> right, <crazy. laughs> that's funny. Uh, okay, yeah. So we went and got I don't know two hundred and fifty ratchet straps from I don't know a, a Home Depot or like some like box store. Um, but so the purpose of the ratchet straps, and if you don't know what a ratchet strap is, it's a, um, a restraining device that you use in a box truck to hold things down and keep things safe. Um, but it all came down to this system that was devised by a crew member named Wesley Smith. And we were so lucky to have him on the team because we obviously didn't know this was going to happen, but Wes's, uh, expertise is moving triathlon bikes in box trucks, because if you're a triathlete, it's really important not to change your settings on your bike, not to change the seat height or how the handlebars are on. So you can't just box up your bike to transport it like you do on Ragbri. So we have this like world experienced guy on our crew just by like luck who knew how to transport these bikes um, for people as we went around Trail Ridge Road because we gave people the option. You could either ride an alternate route and then have your bike shuttled to Grand Lake or you could just shuttle your bike right from Estes Park to Grand Lake directly and not ride at all. So we ended up transporting each and every bike on Ride the Rockies with this insane ratchet strap system. And I want to give a I want to give a shout out to his bike company called Pro Bike Express. So he was in, it was so cool to meet him. And I think we're going to probably talk to him on the podcast later to get into it more, but, but yeah, Wesley, Wesley is absolutely amazing. Um, he's been with us before and, um, you know, he is a logistics, 
just a, a, a expert and he, he, certainly uh, probably without him i think lots more damage to bikes probably could have happened which you know never sure. is good for anybody um yeah that, nobody wants um, that so he's awesome. and i will give a shout yeah. out to colorado bicyclists who do ride the rockies because ap and i were on the team that had to lift each of those bikes out of the box truck and take them into uh, this, you know, secure area that we kept them at. And I don't think any of those bikes weighed more than like three ounces. Like it was, I could like lift, <laughs> I could lift two at a time. You know, I'm the, I'm the gal that is a bagger and I, all my steel frame bikes weigh, you know, probably 40 pounds without all the gear on them. So I was like, so thankful for all you Coloradoans <laughs> that have very light bikes. Yeah. I know it was a neg it was a negative thing to happen, but all the bikers were really, really awesome about it, really understanding. And for me, it was kind of a silver lining because I got to look at some really cool bikes. Oh my like, gosh, that's I was taking them off the truck, and I'm like, "Ooh, that one's cool." Ooh, oh my god, wow. or like, look at that heat scheme. It was a really cool experience. And we had, like Merch said, we had these bikes in a secure location with a security guard overnight, and. Um, it was really cute because all the bikers would come in and say goodnight to their bikes <laughs> and check on their bike computers and say goodnight and then leave them, talk them in and say, go to their campsite and see them in the morning. But um, it was just, it was a really unique experience that hopefully we'll never have again. But uh, uh, for what it was worth, we enjoyed it. You know, for what we had to deal with, we enjoyed it. So Yeah, for sure. Um, so back to the actual riding part, Jason, were there any highlights like communities or passes or anything that you want to mention that you really enjoyed? Uh, you know, a couple things stood out. Uh, having cinnamon rolls in Glenhaven was, was amazing as we, as we rolled up into Estes Park and there's a part of, of the road there that turns into these switchbacks that um, are, are just crazy, like 15 to 18% switchback. So Having a cinnamon roll before doing that was was either a really good idea or not, depending on how you look at that. But I, I thought it was great, um, and you know we actually ended up meeting uh, this group from Nebraska, and they own a, a farm in Nebraska, and they were out on their Harleys and um, met them in Glenhaven, and then met them again in Estes Park. So just enjoyed kind of meeting the other type of, of bike riders that we sometimes engage with on the road, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then in Estes Park. Uh, we put on a movie night, which was the Colorado premiere for the Shift movie from um, from Ragbri, and yeah. uh, had a couple of people there for that event. It was a fundraiser for the Davis Finney Foundation. We did American Flyers as well um, for that, and had a bunch of bikes from Rich Gangle, a bunch of Eddie Merck's um, replicas from back in the Giro and the Tour. So it was just a really nice event in Estes Park, and the theater was super supportive, and Estes Park was super supportive. So those are probably my two two highlights and again you know fundraiser for the davis finney foundation which is great yeah those are great highlights yeah I, the documentary it's so cool that it's getting shown in different states around the country and hopefully the colorado bikers liked it i know tori from buffalo bicycle lodge was there so she got to represent because yep. she's a character in the documentary so it was really neat to kind of bring those two communities together no, it was super great. I mean, it went way, like, I had no contact, right? I hadn't seen it before, but, you know, very touching. And uh, the, the feedback of, of all the folks, just for the most part, everybody was there, like, hey, American Flyers, it's about Colorado and the yeah. tours team and uh, Dinosaur National Parks. So they were there kind of for that. And then this was sort of a surprise that I think, you know, people really, really, really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, 
Murph, do you have any highlights of, for the route that you enjoyed? I mean, I know we were driving instead of biking, but you want to mention anything? Well, my favorite part of the week was actually getting to ride, but that's we've already talked about that. But I absolutely loved Grand Lake. It was so beautiful. Everyone was so, I mean, everywhere, everyone was very friendly and accommodating to, you know, the biking. Um, but Grand Lake just, I don't know. I had so much fun there. Yeah, they were really kind to us there for on all sorts of different fronts, especially letting us park uh, a thousand bikes in their community center. So <laughs> right. That was really awesome. And they handed out patches, yeah. which was kind yeah, of fun. I- I would say another highlight that is a bit of a weird, uh, you know, kind of a weird one is, is Gilpin County and um, Central City. Um, mm. When they built the road that connects I-70 up to the um, the casinos up there, it was a privately funded road. Um, it's super steep and it's a hard climb. Oh. But for the first, you know, n number of years, they didn't allow cyclists on it. Oh. Um, and so the only way to kind of get back there was this other road called Oh My God Road. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the fact that we were able to, to ride some really nice pavement, albeit steep, but I thought Central City did a really good job of welcoming um, the the cyclists there, and it's kind of a different you know type of thing hanging out in casinos with your bike um, <laughs> that I've never experienced on rides the Rockies before. But I actually thought it was pretty good. Somebody in our group, I think, won sixteen hundred bucks, so he wow. was, got some new bike components out of that. So, so that was fun. Central City is like a I don't know if I'd call it a hidden gem, but it looks like a super old timey town. Like you mentioned, Jason, it's up on a hill, but then you walk into each business and there's like a, it's almost like a hidden casino is inside there. So I, right. I had never been there yeah. before. I'd love to go back there and spend a few days. So I feel like each and every one of the towns on the route this year, I'd like to go as a tourist, yeah. not in, you know, when I'm not working and I have other things to focus on um, because it was just really cool. And a lot of really very Colorado things, I think. Beyond what you guys said, some of my favorites would include uh, Granby Ranch because I'd never been there, never heard of Granby before this route came out. Um, and it was just so pretty. And because of the recent rains that Colorado has been experiencing, there were wildflowers oh, yeah. everywhere. Yes. And it was just re- a real treat, a real treat to experience. And then probably my second other highlight that you didn't cover already would be um, as on one of the last days of the ride, we had a rock slide on the route of ride the Rockies. So we had to reroute again and we went through this place called left hand Canyon, which is really cool. And I didn't get to ride that day on that last day, but or for that part of that last day, but, um, there was Murph and I were taking photos and driving down one of the steeper like descents and a woman kept up with us and we were going normal car speeds and we would think we lost her. And there she was. (laughs) I mean, this woman was incredible how fast she was descending on that bike. She had no fear and she was being safe. She wasn't being reckless with it, but it was just really, really cool (laughs) to see. Yeah, And we were being safe as well. We were not actually taking photos while driving. One of us was taking photos (laughs) and the other was driving safely. So disclaimer. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and some of the, the rerouting, you know, we you were on what are basically the classic roads for bike riding in Colorado, right? So the, the Boulder area, the Nederland Peak to Peak Highway, um, you know, those are the, the big names for anybody uh, riding out here. So being able to do left hand uh, was, was awesome. Being able to spend more time in Nederland, I thought, turned out really well, even with the the rock slide and it was crazy that we were actually on that road a couple of days earlier <laughs> before the rock yeah. slide so yes. <laughs> a little bit scary but uh yeah certainly memorable and, and it was like yeah. i don't know again i'm not a colorado win coloradoan is that how you say it 
help? Sure. Sure. Sounds okay. Um, but <laughs> it was not just like a few pebbles. It was like rocks as big as your vehicle. Like I cannot imagine seeing that happening. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I'm super lucky it didn't happen while we were on the ride for sure. Yep. <laughs> Again, I, I would just say, you know, I think overall feedback from Wall, there was a lot of, um, you know, at some point we were calling it reroute the Rockies, um, <laughs> just with my group. Um, you know, I think with all the unpredictable nature of it, I, I think everybody had a really good time. And in fact, you know, some of us are planning our own Trail Ridge, you know, ascent um, sometime. But I think everybody uh, that I talked to is like, hey, this is great. It's Colorado. Things happen. Well done. Let's come back and do it again next oh, year. That's awesome. So, and yeah. so now that Ride the Rockies is done for this year, I'm sure your wife is happy. But what's up next for you and your bike? Uh, my immediate up next, I think, is Mount Evans, uh, which is a hill climb here July 8th. Uh, Mount Evans. So Trail Ridge is actually the highest continuous continuous paved road that goes from one place to another in the United mm. States. The other highest paved road is the road up to Mount Evans, um, which is the Mount Evans hill climb. Um, and that's July 8th. So that goes up to 14,240, something like that. Um, so there's that. And then, um, the triple bypass is coming up. So that's always a very popular event here for people that like to ride and climb in Colorado. And then certainly Ragbri is, is after that. So July is a busy month. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like an awful lot of climbing. A little bit of climbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But hey, I've heard there's some some doozy some doozy days in Iowa this year too. So I would agree with that. Yeah, I think we've talked about that quite a few times on this podcast about the route this year and how uh, you better be training. You, not you, Jason. You're well trained, but I mean, your everyday riders who are coming to Iowa for Ragbri better better train up. Yeah, they'll be they'll have some riding. They won't have any Rockies to contend with, but they'll have some hills to deal with. So. Um, there, there's we'll a different kind of training for rag so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and kind of, you know, giving us your recap on Ride the Rockies. And I will speak on behalf of me and AP. We absolutely loved hanging with you and riding with you. It was a blast and hope to do it again, uh, again soon. And thanks for coming out. It was a lot of fun. Next year, we'll have to try to get a few more, a few more miles. I think that's a great goal. A few more miles for me and Murph on Ride the Rockies 2024. <laughs> and, and, maybe, and, less, and less bikes that you have to pick up, even though it was super cool as a bike geek to be able to check them yeah. all out. Maybe <laughs> yeah. move, move quite so many next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that works for me. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Jason. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just go bike!